welcome to the Lead to Lead podcast. We believe that God is calling you to be a leader, a leader of your own life first and then of others, leading with wisdom, intention, and humility. Join us as we chat through quick tips, skills, and ways to equip you on your journey as a leader. Hey guys, Doyle and VJ back here with you. And uh, just like I did a couple of podcast episodes going through margin in my life, we're going to do that for Doyle today as well, just especially for a lot of our new listeners um, who haven't gotten to know us that much yet. Uh, We want to thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast. And if you want more information about us or articles about leadership, or if you want to contact us, please visit our website by following the link in the episode notes. Uh, We'd love to hear from you on topic ideas or how God is working in your life as a leader. For us and the listeners, what has your what's your story like? What's your journey with Margin been? Well, my story and my journey, VJ, is obviously a little bit longer than yours, <laughs> and um, it's changed at different times. It depends on what season of life I've been in. I remember, you know, going through high school and college, I started developing some habits that became part of my weekly routine, daily routine that I still have now. But then. Uh, after I got married, I got married 43 years ago, and then within a couple, three years, we had our first son, and then we had two sons, and we decided we wanted to have more children, and we ended up with four kids and seven grandkids, and all of a sudden, margins started changing in different ways, and I had to find ways to adjust my routine. I had to find different times of the day to do it and all those kinds of things, and then the other thing that's been different is I've had three or four different careers. I've been I've been a principal of a private school. I've been a bank manager. I've been the pastor of churches. And it seems like I end up in leadership positions all of the time. And so I have to be really careful because I don't always have control over margin because there's other things that intrude and uh, cross the boundaries into my world. And And then when you're trying to protect your family's world, that becomes even a bigger challenge. But that's been what the journeys look like. And I think some seasons I've been more successful than others. And I think in this season of life, I can look back and, and now I've got some things kind of figured out. Okay. So why don't we hit a few sections of your life back to the future style? Why don't you give us a glimpse of what it was like in a couple of the pivotal stages of life for you? Well, I think probably one of the most pressure packed times was we we had uh we had four four kids the oldest one was was uh 13 or 14 and the youngest was 5 or 6 and all four of them were in the same private school I was a principal of and so I had them involved in the school I think even at that time my wife was teaching in the school and so I would come home after we all were together all day long and they would leave work they would leave school. They didn't want to talk about school anymore, but I still had parents calling. I had teachers wanting to check something for the next day, and it was really hard for me to leave work. And I can remember, I can remember actually it created a source of conflict sometimes with my wife because I would, uh, I would not protect the margin that was necessary because everybody, including me, we needed to have a break from all of that. And so one of the things I started doing, and I still practice it today, it's still funny, I I would go to school, and in the morning where we lived, there was a coffee house or a uh, a roasting company, and I would smell the coffee roasting, and my day was designed around uh, 
craving that time where I could go get a cup of fresh, freshly roasted coffee. And I would uh, see the last kid off as they got picked up from school. And then I, I'd go over to the coffee shop, uh, the coffee house. I'd walk in really slow. And this is a long time before Starbucks and all those places. And I would walk in slow. I would prepare my coffee and I'd stir it slow on purpose. And then I'd take 20 or 30 minutes and just sip the coffee while I stared out the window. And then I was ready to go. And then when I finished my work, I was already shutting down. So when I got home, uh, I was not bringing work home. And I still do the same thing today. It's kind of funny. I was thinking about this morning. I'm getting my cup of coffee ready and I'm slowly stirring it because it kind of sets up my day. It sounds kind of crazy, but it's a trigger. And I think, uh, those are the kinds of things we all need to implement in our lives. So those kinds of triggers that that kind of help us slow down. Another, that's, yeah, go ahead. That's that's good. It's also pretty funny because it, it it just looks like a commercial in my head, right? <laughs> Wake up and smell the coffee, <laughs> right? That's great. You, well, you did a great job painting the picture yeah, for yeah. me. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So we should try to get a coffee house to to advertise or something. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> but you know, another routine. I was going to say another routine in in my life now that's become really important is obviously having a quiet time every morning is really critical. And so my wife and I generally have our quiet time at the same time. But for us, we try to find the best time to pray together every day. And I'm a, besides being a pastor, I'm a counselor. And if you're not, as a couple, by the way, if you're not praying together with your wife, uh, you need to start doing it like now, like yesterday. Uh, because it's a way of really connecting. But our day is really messed up if we have not had the quiet time and praying together. And we, unless we're out of town or she's away somewhere or whatever, we hardly ever miss that routine. And if we do it, we can tell. It, it really messes up the rhythm of our day. So that's become really important for us. That's really encouraging to hear how important that is for you guys. So why don't you give us just your whole kind of daily or weekly routine right now, present day? Yeah, my day, uh, you know, it starts with a cup of coffee, uh, my Bible, or maybe my iPad with a Bible on it. And I generally try to have three or four different reading plans because I like to have a little bit of variety. Sometimes I might have a devotional book that I'm looking at. Uh, because, of course, being a pastor, I'm always reading um, different theology books and studying scriptures and passages for a sermon or whatever. But I, I try to devote that first hour to the day, of the day to do, uh, prayer and devotion. So it's not just for preparing for the week or for the church or whatever it might be. And then, and then uh, the day gets started and, and I sit down and I, I won't go through all of it, but I generally have two or three different blogs that I look at just to start the day to kind of check in and see if there's anything that, that I might want to look into. And then, um, you know, I, I, then I pay attention to the schedule I've got. I, I take a look at appointments I've got coming up. And then that daily routine, I try to pay attention. Sometimes it turns out that I've got two, three, like some of you probably all five nights of weeknights taken up. And I try to pay attention to what that's going to look like because that means if I've got five nights in a row happening, I don't work till six o'clock every night. Mm-hmm. I make shut down at three thirty or four o'clock. If and if you can do that, that's what you try to do. And I try to shut down so I can give some margin for just conversation with my wife and kids, if if possible. And and then as far as the weekly routine is concerned, um, 
as a pastor, a lot of a lot of pastors like to take Mondays off. I've never been able to take Mondays off because I'm still too wound up from Sunday. And so we generally uh, take Fridays. And I try to reserve Friday for just my wife and I. We we sometimes just go have lunch together. Uh, it's no appointment day. And I mm-hmm. sometimes have to break the rule. But that's our Sabbath. That's our day because it's the only day really that works for us. That's good. Doyle, the one thing that stood out most to me there is something that uh, I'm starting to do as well is kind of just looking at my schedule and contemplating, okay, how am I going to, almost like uh, like a gymnast looks at their, their routine on the floor or a bike rider looks at like the route they're about to ride. It's like I'm contemplating what this is going to require of me throughout the week. And that's really cool. I, I'm, I'm glad you do that. That's something that's really been helping me as well. So last question is, what is the biggest obstacle obstacle that has been stopping you from having margin in your life? Uh, I think the biggest obstacle is uh, technology. I, the, the access to a smartphone, iPhone for me, I, I don't set up any notifications on any applications. In fact, I finally figured out how to stop Gmails from uh, automatically popping up hmm. because I can't stop myself from checking to see who's emailing me, whether it's um, somebody that I don't really care about or somebody that's an important situation. And so I intentionally don't check my email, but two or three times a day, because I know what'll happen, especially if it's somebody I need to respond to right away. That's what I'll do. And I, uh, so the way it is for me, I can't stop myself from taking a time out from what I'm working on. And um, that's a, I would say that's my biggest obstacle. I, I think the second one that's a big one for me is I'm I'm much more of a generalist than a specialist. Like when it comes to, I like to watch sports, but it's not like, I'm not like BJ with fantasy football. I like football. I like golf. I like basketball. And so I read everything. I read all sorts of different directions. And sometimes I think I need to just stop and pay attention to one particular area, but that's just the way it ends, ends up being for me. So that's, but it is an obstacle. I think it gets in the way of, of resting and staying focused. Well, there you have it, guys. So hopefully, as a new listener or just as our recurring listeners, you know a little bit more about Doyle and myself now. And we also want to encourage you to ask these questions to other people. Ask other people what their journey with margin has been like. I mean, and tell us, tell us what the look on their face is when you ask them that question. I mean, who asks that? But what a, what a great conversation uh, can come up from that, that question, especially the obstacles question, you know, ask, ask your friend, what, what obstacles are stopping you from having margin in your life? That would be just a really cool conversation starter. So speaking of new listeners, um, we want to thank everyone who's listening to this podcast again. And if you like what you've listened to, please, please share it with your friends, obviously, but also it would be, we would really love if you guys could leave a rating and review. Um, that's kind of how Apple and Google um, kind of push the podcast up the chart to be more visible by more and more people. And that's our goal is to be in front of people that we can encourage every day. Um, so we, we thank you for your support. We thank you for your listens and we thank you for your time. And we love you guys. We just want, we want to be here to encourage you. So we just wish you a, a happy new year if we don't see you before then. And uh, good luck with your margin. Happy new year. <laughs>